Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. J.D. Page. Boy, Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low, Hornung, dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10, here's Van Pelt. He's at the five, touchdown Colorado State. Yo, what's up, guys? We are back with another edition of DNVR Rams podcast. Wow. It's been a long couple of days. A lot of, a lot of stuff going on with the company, just with the NFL draft. I hope everybody enjoyed the live show. I played a pretty small part as far as the on-air stuff went, but you know it was a, it was a total team ordeal behind the scenes. Got to give big ups to... My, my good friends Rudo and Allie, they were, you know, behind the scenes killing it. All the graphics people, I'm just constantly amazed by the talented people that I work with. Uh, but we are going to go over a lot of things today. Going to talk about the Mountain West and how it was impacted from the NFL draft standpoint. Talk about a couple of places where people land, give my opinion, stuff like that. And then I'm going to go over the best... Uh, prospects on CSU that I think have the best chance to make the NFL in 2021. So the best 2021 NFL prospects coming out of CSU. Before we jump into that, I have to talk about my friends at Strava Craft Coffee. The DNVR Rams podcast is now presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Strava is rich CBD infused coffee that you can purchase in K-Cups for your Keurig or if you're old school like me, you can always just grab a little bit of whole bean or ground action. Purchase online for 20% off using the code DNVR20. If you do do that, make sure that you tag Strava and us when you get your purchase. Let them know our community is supporting them. You know, I've kind of sounded like a broken record over these last couple of weeks, but supporting our partners is supporting us. You can order online. It ships right to you super fast. And if you have any worries about CBD, it is non-psychoactive. Great way to, you know, relieve stress, pain, all of that fun stuff. Uh, just a ton of great benefits from CBD without, you know, some of the some of the issues that come from, you know, taking Advil and, and anxiety pills and all that fun stuff. So a great natural alternative on top of that, a great local company, Strava Craft Coffee. Make sure you purchase online and get 20% off using the code DNVR20. Ooh, could use a cup of Strava after the NFL draft. It was a long couple of days trying to find stuff to, I was, was helping produce on the back end, so I'm trying to find stuff for the people on camera to talk about, trying to find trades and that kind of stuff to help the graphics people out, trying to keep up with everything, so... It was definitely an intensive couple of days just keeping up with everything that the NFL draft had to offer. I'm so, so proud of my coworkers, man. I just, I'm constantly, constantly just amazed by how innovative everybody is. And, you know, I know obviously I'm a little bit biased, but I really genuinely feel like we had the best local live draft coverage that I've ever seen. And that's there's just so many people that deserve credit for that. Ryan Cohensberg, Andre Simone, you know, Hank, Ali, just everyone, even people behind the scenes, Adam Mares, uh, Eric 
from the D line, our, our art guy, it's just incredible, incredible team effort and really cool to see what can happen when, when everybody is, is doing their job, sounding a little bit like Bill Belichick. I, I recently watched that Belichick and Saban, the, the art of coaching and it was phenomenal. It was so good. God, I think I'm going to watch it again. To be honest, I liked it so much, but we all did our job. We were able to execute. We were able to go out and get that dub. Get that dub, kind of like John Elway. I don't know how he was able to land Jerry Judy at 15 without moving up and keeping all the assets, but man, plan the parade. I'm telling you, guy is going to be a superstar, an absolute superstar. I'm so, so excited. Not not a particularly exciting draft from CSU's perspective. No Rams heard their names called this year. Uh, first time since 2017 that that's happened. Last year, you obviously had BC. Uh, Preston should have been drafted, but he and Josh Watson were both able to make the rosters as undrafted free agents. A lot of players, uh, nine players in total from CSU have been drafted over the last decade starting with Shelly Smith way back in 2010, guard that played a couple of years with the Houston Texans, had a nice little nice little NFL career. Uh, then you obviously have Crockett Gilmore, tight end with the Ravens, Weston Richburg, originally drafted center with the Giants, now with the 49ers, Garrett Grayson, originally drafted by the Saints, no longer in the NFL at this moment. Ty Sambrilo currently with the Titans after being drafted by the Broncos, spending the last couple of years in Atlanta. Corey James drafted in Oakland. Looked like he was going to have a you know an impact there. And some health stuff, unfortunately, kept him off the field. Got Richard Higgins in Cleveland, Michael Gallup in Dallas, and of course, BC Johnson in Minnesota. It is interesting to see you know, who ultimately gets drafted and, and who doesn't. There were a couple of guys that surprised me, a couple of guys that didn't. I talked about going in that it would be kind of a long shot for Jamal Hicks to get drafted just because he's not stellar in coverage and as a defensive back in the modern league, that's that's always going to be kind of an issue. That said, he's really good at his role. I mean, he's great against the run. He's a sure tackler. He moves pretty well. I mean, he ran a four-five at four at his four. Uh, ran a four-five four forty at his pro day. There's a there's a tongue twister for you. Try to say that ten times fast. Uh, but I do think Jamal, if he lands in the right situation, can make an NFL roster. Same goes for Jalen Bates. I think these are two guys that can both, in the right situation, can can carve out an NFL career and. You know, as we know, getting not getting drafted, it it really isn't the end of the world. As recently as last year, you have Josh Watson and Preston Wilson. Preston Wilson. My goodness. Mixing up my sports here. Preston Williams. A lot of you probably don't even know who Preston Wilson is. Former baseball player. Uh, but Trent Siege, long snapper in Oakland. He went undrafted. He's been able to pay. pay Why am I getting so tongue-tied tonight? He's been able to carve out a nice little career for himself with the Raiders now in Las Vegas. I, I got to stop saying Oakland. That's going to get weird. Dalen Dawkins in Tennessee. Obviously the big guys, you know, Shaq Barrett, Capri Bibbs. Plenty of undrafted free agents have gone on and, and had 
successful careers. I actually saw a stat on Twitter. There have been more, there are more undrafted free agents in the Hall of Fame than there are number one NFL picks. So something to keep your eye on those two guys. At this moment in time, I do not have any information on where Jalen or Jamal may sign. I've been keeping an eye on it. I'm surprised I haven't heard anything at this point. I'm surprised I haven't seen anything on Twitter, but sometimes it takes a day or two. He might have multiple offers trying to kind of, you know, figure out what the best situation, what the best fit is ultimately going to be for him and for his future. But I'm definitely rooting for Jamal. Really, really good guy. Was always good to me in his four years at CSU. He was a guy who we kind of got to see come into his own with the media. It was, I mean, he, he's a quiet guy. That's just his demeanor. But he's very, very polite, very respectful, and and just a guy that I enjoyed being around. So I'm rooting for him. Same goes for Jalen Bates. I, I really didn't get to know Jalen all that well. He was only here for the one season after transferring in from Arizona State. Didn't really get to talk to him that much just because you know, he didn't really have the season that he was hoping for. He, he kind of came in hoping to be that that impact transfer that comes in and just has a breakout season in the new league. That, of course, did not happen. Made some plays, flashed at times, had a really good game at Utah State. Um, was pretty solid in the run game, but overall just didn't have the season that he wanted. And because of that, we didn't really get a lot of time with him. We don't get to, you know, like talk to anyone and everyone whenever we want. It's not really like the NFL. It's kind of just like on game day, like the guys that end up making a big impact are generally the people that CSU makes available to the media. I mean, we can request guys and and more or less, you know, a lot of the times they'll make it happen for us. So I, I don't want to use that as a as a total excuse, but that's just kind of how the season played out. I mean, it makes sense. You talk to the guys after the game that end up making, you know, the biggest impact. And because Jalen just, you know, he didn't play a ton or didn't, you know, make a ton of high impact plays. We just, we didn't focus on him all that much. So I didn't really get a chance to get to know him all that well. But from, from what I've been able to gather, he seemed to be a good teammate. He worked hard. And I do think that he has the frame to potentially be, you know, a guy that can succeed on the edge. We'll just have to see. Moving on here, we are going to get to CSU's top 2021 pro prospects in just a second, but I did kind of briefly want to talk about a couple of quarterbacks, and we'll start with Jordan Love. Jordan Love at Utah State ended up getting drafted in the first round by the Packers. They traded up to get him. Kind of funny, there was an interview that was circulating with Aaron Rodgers who talked about how he was hoping that the Packers would take a skill position guy because they hadn't done that in the first round in like 15 years, kind of, you know, get him some, get him some more weapons out there. And instead they go out and they draft his, you know, presumed replacement. And now Jordan love has to be feeling like Brett Farr felt all those years ago, <laughs> just kind of a, a really interesting situation. So one, I think it's a good spot for Jordan Love to land. I've talked about a lot. I'm not a big Jordan Love believer. I'm definitely not rooting against the guy. I'm not like actively rooting for him to fail or anything like that. I just don't see it. And I especially would not have wanted it, my team 
you know, as a Broncos fan, I would not have wanted them to risk a first round pick on him because I just think it's a huge risk. I think he has a big arm. I think he's athletic. And I think that that is what enticed NFL scouts, but the decision-making would really, really worry me through a ton of picks, missed a lot of really easy throws. There's some leadership question marks there. I don't know. I just, I just don't really see it yet at this point. That said, Green Bay is a good spot. You know you can come in. You know you're not going to be the starter right away if he would have been drafted by you know the Chargers, the Jaguars, Miami, something like that. Maybe not the Dolphins. The Dolphins seem to actually have their stuff together as an organization for once. Had a really, really solid draft. I like what Flores did in year one. I think things are, I think things are turning around in Miami. Uh, regardless, though, I just don't think it would have been good for Love to land in a spot where there would have been pressure and where there would have been expectations for him to play right away. That's not going to be the case in Green Bay, assuming that A-Raj is healthy, assuming that you know it all works out. At this point, though, I'm just very curious, what is Rodgers' relationship with Matt LaFleur like, and how is he going to handle this? I mean, Rodgers is, is historically not a guy that's very easy to deal with. He's really been you know argumentative hard to coach him and McCar- Mike McCarthy were constantly butting heads I don't know I I just don't see him handling this well one of the all-time whiners one of the all-time great quarterbacks he's an absolute legend phenomenal one of the greatest quarterbacks in my lifetime for sure but you know like if we're being fair not the easiest guy to deal with so how does he handle this situation It's going to be really, really fun to watch. Man, I hope we have football this fall just because that situation in Green Bay is... It's going to be a lot of fun to to just keep my eye on. The other quarterback situation that kind of intrigued me a little bit, if you will, Cole McDonald, quarterback out of the University of Hawaii, did get drafted by the Tennessee Titans. You know, who did not get drafted... Steven Montez, starting quarterback, University of Colorado. I'm not, I'm not here to take a bunch of shots at Steven. I think he's a really nice guy. I got to interview him a couple of times, and he was always very, you know, cool in our interactions. I have zero beef with Steven Montez. He's not an NFL quarterback. And for two years, I had Buffs fans in my mentions. Oh, what Montez? He's going to be an NFL star. Even RK, even Ryan Coensberg, one of the people who I have a ton of respect for, a guy who has a ton of football knowledge. He was trying to tell me at the beginning of the season, Montez is a legitimate NFL prospect. And I just wouldn't buy it. I never did. I I just didn't see it. Yeah. When it was all said and done, Montez undrafted. Cole McDonald, the guy who technically couldn't even keep his starting role, you know, kind of got taken in and out of the lineup a little bit. He does. So Cole McDonald one, Steven Montez zero. I did pull up their numbers and Montez 62% passer over four years. McDonald 61%. Uh, very similar skill sets. Big arm guys, very mobile. Montez he played 12 more games, had about 1,500 more yards in those 12 games. So that makes sense. The thing that really jumped out to me, though, Steven Montez in 12 less games than Cole McDonald threw nine more interceptions. 
pretty interesting. So, and seven less touchdowns, not an NFL QB. That's all I'm going to say. But the point of this and what it actually got me thinking about was what if Colin Hill would not have gotten hurt? Would he have heard his name called this past weekend? Would he have even declared for the draft? I, we don't know. He would have had technically had another season of eligibility left, but I don't know. I think he's a better pro prospect than Cole McDonald or Steven Montez when healthy. I think he's a smarter quarterback than Jordan Love. I think he's got a strong enough arm. I think he was a phenomenal leader. I think he was playing pretty incredible football in those three games before he got hurt. 66% of his passes against CU, three touchdowns, 374 yards, did throw a couple of picks, but one of them was just kind of forcing things. The other one was kind of just a freak off a freak play. Western Illinois, even better, completed 78% of his passes. I know it's Western Illinois, but 367 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Not quite as hot at Arkansas, but 13 to 23, 99 yards, one touchdown, no pick before he went down. Ah, for years, man, for years, it's always going to haunt me. What if, the what if factor with Colin Hill? You know, what would have happened these last couple of years with CSU? Would they have, would they have competed for a conference championship? Would they have beaten CU? Would they have won some of these Power 5 games? Would they have beaten Boise State? Would they have won some of these border wars? Would they have beaten Air Force? Would they have not gone 3-9? and nine? Would they not have gone 4-8? and eight? Just so many questions. I mean, you can do it repeatedly if you want to go back all the way to the first time he got hurt. Maybe Nick Stevens never even comes back as the starter. And if that happens, then all kinds of history would have been changed. But for the sake of my sanity, I'm just going to keep it with this one season. And it's it's tough because I, I really do think Colin was, is, at this point, I think the chances of him playing pro football are are pretty slim just given his given his injury history. But he's a guy who had all the tools. He had all the physical tools, had all the leadership traits. It's just too 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 bad and it's gonna sting for a while. That's that's one for you know ten years from now when I look back and I think about Colin Hill and I think about what could have been, it'll be one of those where you're just like, oh so tough. So, so tough, but let's let's focus on the future. Let's let's liven things up. Let's get the mood back up again. And let's talk about the future, the exciting future, and the guys on CSU that at this point I would forecast as NFL draft prospects for 2021. <laughs> first, let me tell you about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge is, of course, the official beer of DNVR. Right now, they need our help to keep the farmhouse kicking during this time. If you order a meal or beer from the farmhouse, use the code DNVR, save $5 off. Nice. Super clutch. All you got to do, call 303-803-1380 from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. for your pickup order. They'll even bring it right out to your car for you. If you're like me, you're in Fort Collins, you can't really get down to the metro area right now, we're all in lockdown, that's okay because I can still order some Breck beers directly to my house through the Drizzly app. Super clutch, beer right to my door. This is the future, people. This is the future. The 15-can sampler is the best bet for variety. Get a little bit of Avalanche Ale, maybe some Strawberry Sky. 
vanilla porter, whatever your fancy is, you'll have beer for everybody. That's the nice thing about Breck. They have just such a beautiful variety. Finally, if you want to get out of your house, you want to go support a local liquor store, you just want to get in there for a second, you can use the Breck Beer Locator to find the closest liquor store near you. It'll tell you exactly where it is, uh, where you can find all those delicious Breck brews, the nectar of the gods, if you will. Shout out to Breck. We love those guys. All right, all right, all right. Let's just jump right on into it. We're not going to take like a ton of time on this. This is more just a thought exercise. Get people thinking about the future. Get people thinking about football. A more exciting time, a time of normalcy. But the guy that's obvious, without a doubt, wide receiver Warren Jackson. Dude's just a freak. No no other way to put it. Elite size, strength, phenomenal ball skills. He moves really well, runs well. He's not the fastest guy in the world, but when I, when you're that big, it, it, you know, it makes sense. You're not going to necessarily be a burner. But it's not like he moves slow. And the thing that really jumps out to me is he's really fluid when he moves. You know, he's not... A lot of big guys, they can get going once they're in full stride, but they're not smooth, you know, they're not fluid. And because of that, they're not great route runners. That's not the case with Warren. Warren is a really, really good route runner for a dude that is as big as him. And I'm just, I'm so confident in his abilities. And I'm just so confident in his work ethic that when it's all said and done, you know, I really do think Warren Jackson is going to be the best wide receiver that comes out of CSU when it's all said and done. And that that's really saying something because Michael Gallup is obviously doing great things in Dallas. I think Preston Williams is going to, you know, do some special things in Miami if he can stay on the right path. But Warren is just special, man. He is a rare breed. And that combination of, of drive and, and grit and just, oh, I hate that I use grit. That That's coach speak coming out of me. <laughs> but mostly, you know, the, just the size and the way that he is constantly working, the way that he is always just trying to get better. I have really just no doubts that he is going to to really thrive at the next level. Other than him, you have a lot of guys next year that are probably going to have a pretty good chance. I think defensive end Manny Jones will likely get drafted. He's a guy who has flash dominance. Like there have been moments where he has just single-handedly taken over games, but we need more consistency from him. He's had some injury stuff, so you know that's that's been part of it. But I want to see the Manny Jones we saw against Utah State, where you know it just it felt like every single play that dude was in the backfield just wrecking. And it was the same thing, you know, in that Arkansas win in 2018, you know, he was just making plays all over the field, but he needs to be more consistent. So I'm looking for consistency out of Manny this year. But like I said, he has all the tools, definitely a guy that I think has a great chance to get drafted. Next guy, tight end Cam Butler. I really, it's kind of a sleeper because he hasn't done a whole lot the last two years. And another guy who's just been plagued by injuries, unfortunately, but Cam is really, really intelligent. He's a great athlete. He moves well. He's a good blocker. He has good hands. I mean, he was a big factor in the passing game as a true freshman back in 2017. 
And I just think he's a guy who is probably going to fly under the radar, especially with Trey McBride and, and some of the other guys that CSU has in the tight end room. But keep an eye on Cam Butler. I, I really would be surprised if if he doesn't end up you know, getting some NFL looks, assuming that that's the, the route that he chooses to pursue in life. Uh, along with him, we have punter Ryan Stonehouse. I know people aren't necessarily thinking about punters. I'm not going to lie. I'm not actually going to spend a lot of time on him just because Hayden Hunt is the best punter I've ever seen in my life, I think. And the dude's not in the NFL. So I don't know. I don't know what you're looking for in specialists, but if it's not Hayden Hunt, I, I don't know. But I will say Stonehouse has the big booming leg. He was probably more of the prototypical NFL punter. Whereas, you know, Hayden was more of a a specialist. He was just so accurate. I mean, technically, they're all specialists, but you know what I mean. The number five guy I would put for CSU as far as 2021 NFL prospects, quarterback Patrick O'Brien. You know, <laughs> Patty's got a lot of work. He got a big arm, good athlete, but needs to be more consistently accurate. I don't know if he would be able to make you know throws in NFL windows. You need to see him step up and be a leader this year. But if he has a big season, you know it wouldn't it definitely wouldn't surprise me if a team you know took a flyer on him late in like the seventh round, sixth round, or he signed somewhere as an undrafted free agent. Quarterbacks, you know, you never know. Caleb Haney was able to make it in the league for a while, so you know he's. You just never know. You never know with quarterbacks. A couple other guys, uh, defensive lineman Ellison Hubbard, I think he's got a decent chance. Toby McBride is a guy who I think, if healthy, would actually be one of CSU's better pro prospects. But just given what's happened over the last couple of years, I I imagine that's probably going to scare some NFL teams. Uh, along with him, Logan Stewart, former walk-on, great story. Maybe he's able to work his way on. We're going to have to see, you know, ultimately uh, how strong he's able to get over the next year or so, uh, what type of 40 time he puts up, all of that kind of stuff. Tackle Keith Williams, another guy, just because of his frame, you know, when you're when you're six seven, 300 pounds plus, you're going to get some looks. So I don't know if he would get drafted, but if he has a good season, he'll definitely probably sign somewhere and end up in a camp. And then the last guy, and I'm just putting him on there because I want to be accurate. Trey McBride. Now, he's only going to be a junior, so I don't really want to spend a whole lot of time talking about it because I don't want to even put it out there because I hope that we get to watch Trey for two years. But Trey is an NFL tight end. And if Trey has a monster season, if Trey just goes off like I think he's capable of, maybe he decides to declare early. And if he has a real chance to get drafted, I wouldn't even blame the guy. But for my own selfish personal reasons, I hope we get two more years of watching that dude just absolutely tear it up. He's just a football guy. The dude loves playing football, and I love watching him play football. So those are the guys that I would say probably have the best chance with Warren Jackson and Manny Jones being the the top two CSU prospects by far. And then, you know, you got a couple of guys below them, and then it kind of drops off after that. Now that the NFL draft is over, I am excited to get back focused on CSU things. Uh, like I said, the last couple of days, 
it's been a team effort. You know, we've all been working on draft stuff, kind of had to put some other things I was working on on the back burner, but now I have plenty of time. So looking forward into to jumping back into those things. I've been working on some features that I need to finish up. Should be a lot of fun. So if you have something that you would like me to cover, send it my way. You know, I'm looking for recommendations on things to to talk about on the podcast, write about all that fun stuff. It's it's going to be an extended off season this year. Just, you know, given what happened, the off season started early. So I've just kind of been trying to pace myself, not necessarily do all the content ideas I have like in March and April and then just be completely screwed for June, July, August. But I'm kind of getting that itch to really like dive back into things again. So excited to jump back into it. Excited to talk CSU. Thank you to everybody that continues to support our content through these times. I hope that everybody is staying safe, staying sane out there. Make sure you wash your hands. Take care. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water together, make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be.